You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 149. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and I'm coming at you with another Friday bonus episode. Every Friday, I come on and share quick uh, stories, or rather, we bring clients on to share their quick stories of transformation inside of Macros 101. And my intention with this really is for us to showcase a wide variety of women, uh, their experience, and what has made a difference for them in their journeys. Because to be honest, it's not the same for everybody. And everybody can go through the experience of coming through Macros 101 and you're going to take away different things. You're going to take away the things that you needed to take away from the experience. And uh, Mandy Bolin, who is on our podcast today, is no different. Now, a little bit about Mandy. Um, this is an amazing episode. And one of the reasons that I wanted to have Mandy on was because she had an experience that maybe not is not a common experience. I hope it's not super common with the people who are listening, but it is an experience nonetheless. And even if you haven't had the same cancer experience that Mandy has had, um, there are people listening who have had other cancers or maybe even have had breast cancer or are just struggling with some medical issues. And uh, can't, uh, Mandy shares her experience with being diagnosed with breast cancer, going through that experience, having weight gain associated with that and um, having that, you know, be her propulsion into Macros 101, into the things that she learned and the transformation she was able to create. And so I'm really excited for you to jump into this interview that I had with Mandy Boland. I am so excited to have Mandy on the podcast today. Mandy, how are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be able to have you share a little bit about your story and where you're at now in your journey um, and kind of walk through that for people who are listening. So will you just give us a little bit of a snapshot? You know, where were you before you joined Macros 101? What were the, some of the things that you were thinking or struggling or maybe for years had been been struggling yeah. with? Well, <clears throat> for years, I've been struggling with just being happy with my body. I was really good at working out. But as far as nutrition, I would be really good during the week. And then on the weekend, I would drink too much, which would lead to overeating. And in my mind, I was thinking that I, my calorie consumption was perfect. But um, once I started tracking, I realized I was probably way over and it was just hurting my overall um, goals. And so working out really well, um, In 2000, the early 2000, right when the pandemic hit, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and had mastectomies and um, then had to go through chemo. And I was doing really well at that point. I felt super healthy. I felt fit. Um, I I wasn't doing macros. I was aware of it. But um, they told me, unfortunately, when... 
um, you go through chemotherapy, most women gain weight. And I was like, oh my God, really? Like double whammy. Yeah, I got Um, cancer and I'm going to gain weight. And I'm going to gain weight. Great. Well, just something, something to get through. And I really focused on, on eating healthy, which was for me, I focused on cancer prevention, um, recurrence. I did a lot of research. My sister's a dietitian. Um, so I decided to go plant-based and I, you know, really, they, they don't want you to drink alcohol, but I really knew that I wanted it not to be really a part of my life anymore. Um, and so I, I did really well. They, you know, they told me I was doing amazing. There were days that I was running when I was on chemo. It was like mostly after I'd gotten steroids because I had a good amount of energy. But um, yeah, but I did end up gaining weight, and I felt I felt pretty good. I was tired, but I I look at my pictures now, and oh my gosh, I was fluffy. <laughs> um, and so then, and also the chemotherapy put me in menopause, which. Mm. I felt kind of some fat around my middle and I was, I felt like I was doomed at that point. Mm. Like my metabolism is screwed and this is just how it's going to be. And I had been listening to your podcast and um, just thought found, finding so much information from it. And in the past I had thought that I really wasn't interested in, in paying that much attention to my food and in tracking and, Um, I just thought that sounded like too much work that I didn't have time for it, but it got to the point after this where I was just like, I'll, I'll do anything. I'll try it. Um, so I did the, the fat loss challenge and, and it's not just, um, well, and, and I had downloaded your free guide and and figured out my macros, but it wasn't just, it wasn't just following the macros. It was, um, the whole, the whole mindset change of, of all that, all that, um, I, I think of you as a motivational speaker, the mindset <laughs> that, that goes along with tracking your macros and, and learning all about that and, um, and the interchanges. And so I, and then um, I did the fat loss challenge. I tracked, figured out where I was at, set my cut, joined um, the macros 101 and just totally went headfirst into it. And I loved it. And uh, it was you know, my primary focus for a while, um, because I was seeing such good results with my cut. And, um, so my cut was successful. I got to where I wanted to be. I even went on vacation doing a cut and, um, I had just had great success, got, got to my goal. Well, I didn't really have a gold weight. I had more of like gold inches on my hips because I've always been bigger on the bottom and, I just, everything just worked out so well. And then I reversed and I'm at maintenance now. And um, <clears throat> I feel like my metabolism is good. I wasn't screwed up. I just didn't know what to do. And my whole life, I, I had just been just trying to restrict and then the binge restriction cycle. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 So, you know, going back to what you were talking about, where you, you know, the classic, I'm good during the week and then the weekend mm-hmm. comes and I fall off track. Was that something that you were like consciously aware of, of like at the end of every Sunday being like, okay, well it's Monday, I'm going to restart. Or is that something that yeah. you weren't even really aware of? You know, I, I wasn't really aware of it. Um, and I, I feel like some of the indulgences, I felt like I 
deserved. Sure. Like, okay, I worked hard all week. I can have three glasses of wine and then snack on Friday and Saturday night. And then um, also, I think I just kind of eating along with my family. I overate. If everyone else was having seconds, I had seconds. I didn't realize how many carbohydrates I was consuming and mm. my serving sizes. Um, so it's just kind of more of, um, of an awareness of how much I was consuming too. Yeah. Well, and I'm so glad that you bring that up because um, the experience that you had of like, oh, macro counting, that's like a lot of work, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of effort. I'm not really sure that it's it's worth it. And I think what you bring up is such a is such an important thing is that um, you know one of the and. and when we say tracking, I think people have a very specific idea of like, okay, this, this is what tracking is. And that's much more fluid. Tracking doesn't have to be yeah. one thing and it can kind of fit you. Um, but one of the things that we start to do is become more aware, right? Is it brings awareness that you didn't have before. And with that new knowledge, you can make, you can choose to make different choices or, or not, but it, it is that awareness that you just weren't, you didn't even know. And how can you change right. something if you don't even know how many carbohydrates you're consuming that it was that much more than, than you really understood? Right. And it was important to me to be vegetarian, but I knew it was going to, it was going to be, I had to put a lot of thought into sure. hitting my yeah. protein goals Yeah, and the protein does really help. I think yeah. even when you're not in a cut, sure, yeah. it helps when you're in, when you're trying to get body composition changes and, yep. and so much more toned my lower body looks way differently than it has my whole life. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about being plant-based while doing macro counting. Cause that's a question I get a lot too, is that, you know, whether someone's vegan or vegetarian or considers themselves plant-based um, sometimes feeling like macro counting is not for them. So how did you find that those two things were able to work for you in your journey? Well, one of my non-negotiables I thought was being plant-based mm -hmm. and I think part of it is a progression too, when you do become vegan yeah. and then you decide what, what do I like as far as being vegan? And then like, I didn't, I didn't like the non-dairy yogurts. Mm -hmm. I like regular cheese. Um, there are some things that I love. I love soy milk. I love tofu. Um, so it ended up being where I just fit. I just figured out what I really liked. That was high protein. I love tempeh. Um, and every once in a while I decide, you know what, I'm not going to be strict. I'm going to have shrimp or fish or occasionally buffalo chicken because before that was my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and just like everything that we teach in Macros 101, it is all about figuring out what's going to work for you. It's all about customizing it to you. And again, you know, I say, I said, said this in terms of tracking of like a lot of times people think tracking is one thing and it, either you're doing tracking right or you're doing tracking wrong. And it's not that way at all. It's a tool that we can use in a lot of different ways. And it's, I think it's the same thing, you know, here we're speaking about being plant-based of like, it's not like there's this line of like, you are plant-based or you aren't plant-based. It can be this continuum of figuring out, yeah, I eat mostly plant-based and every once in a while I have some shrimp and that's what yeah. has worked for me and what's makes my body feel good. Um, and what yeah. makes me, you know, feel my best. And so I love yeah. hearing that you, you get out of that rigidity like, right. Yeah. Like, it's just like, get yeah. out of the rigidity of like, it's one way <laughs> and yeah. let's, let's figure out what works, works for you. Um, right. what have been the things that you've loved about being plant-based? Um, I think the cancer prevention part of it, yeah. it just eases my worries sure. that I know that I'm doing what, everything that I can for mm -hmm. the cancer recurrence. And then I don't have to think about it. Yeah. It's, 
the rest yeah. of it is out of my control. Yeah. That's so good. So yeah. before we hit record, one of the things that you told me was that you're at a point where you're actually happy with your body for the first time in 40 plus years. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit more about that. Oh gosh. You know, there's, there's a lot of history in that. There's almost like trauma from yeah. in high school, just comments. And I was, I was athletic, but it was just, you know, my, um, my genetics. Mm-hmm. One of the things though, with my genetics is I have a nice flat stomach. So part of it is just focusing on, on what you have that, you know, is good. Um, and that's part of the program too. Um, but also the huge thing is, is lifting, um, with macro counting is it really toned everything up and, you know, watching yourself in the mirror and seeing your muscles flex, it's a huge, um, it's a huge self-confidence thing. Mm-hmm. Did you do yeah. much lifting before or is that something that was new that you added on? <clears throat> um, I didn't do a lot of lifting until two years ago I started. And how old were but you two years ago? How old was I two years ago? Yeah. Um, right when I was turning 40, it was when I found a program that I loved. That's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. And I, and I ask you that because sometimes there's this, this feeling of like, oh, it's too late. Like, I, right. you know, like I'm like not in my twenties anymore. Like I missed the boat and now it's just like, I can't, I can't get started. Yeah. You know, my husband started when he was like 36. <laughs> Mandy started yeah. when she was 40. I, there are plenty of people who start in their seventies. I've seen some of my favorite videos are like the 70 year old women who are like, deadlifting <laughs> for yeah. the first time. So, um, I think it's, it's important to recognize it's never too late and that, yeah. you know, Mandy, some of the stuff that you've been able to see is because you've included that weight training in addition with getting your nutrition aligned. And it is, it's amazing how your body responds when you speak its language, when you, mm-hmm. when you give it the things that it, it, it wants to be able to, to create, um, those results. I'm curious, um, you know, I, I love that you call me like a motivational speaker. <laughs> that's really, that's really, that's really nice of you. Um, what have been some of the biggest shifts in terms of the way that you think about the process or the way that you approach the process or, or the way that you talk to yourself, um, having gone through coaching in macros 101? Well, I think, um, well, for when I was cutting, it was telling myself that this is temporary. And as far as like leaning into the discomfortable Mm-hmm. or discomfort of um when you are following into falling into those patterns where you would want to snack mm-hmm. and it's like you know what I feel uncomfortable because normally I would eat right now and I'm just gonna not eat and and wait for a little while and think about this and and this is working so um I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing and then um just <clears throat> looking at all those data points and being patient with yourself and, and, um, really being consistent with taking the photos and measuring and Mm -hmm. weighing yourself. It's totally worth it. It took me a long time, I would say to figure out in my reverse, like, cause I've kind of gone back and forth. And now finally I started seeing a little bit of fat on my progress photos. Cause so I'm like, yep, I hit maintenance and I'm going to cut mm-hmm. back a hundred. Mm-hmm. And then I, I know that I pushed it as much as I could. Yeah. Cause good. I love to eat. I wanted to eat as much as I could. Of course. <laughs> I want you to eat as much as you can. I love that. <laughs> I want a high metabolism. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's so good. Because it, it was always like, okay, all I have to do is eat less. I have to eat less. Right. And it's not, 
right. restrict as much as you can. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And it doesn't fuel your workouts. Mm-mm. No, feel not like at crap. all. Yeah. 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 And, you know, you look and feel better now eating more, yeah. lifting, and like fueling your body than you did when you were trying to just like be on that roller coaster to nowhere of eating right. less and restricting right. more. Oh, I'm going to eat that. And then I'm just going to do more cardio. And- yeah. Burn it off. And <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. Um, for somebody who's listening, who maybe um, has is struggling with weekends, kind of like you talked about, which is again, a very, very common thing that I, um, you know, a lot of clients come in with, what would you say uh, was helped you the most to be able to get to that place where weekends weren't such a struggle for you anymore? Um, I think as far as tracking and then pre-logging, if you know you're going to have a dessert, um, but tracking has really helped me to not binge um, where I know that I can, I can decide, yes, I want to eat something. And I'm going to have one serving of it. And that has totally changed me because I know that I'm not going 500 calories over. I'm staying in control and it feels so good. And I just don't have the desire anymore to do that to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's almost like allowing yourself some of it gets rid of that. Yeah. Like I can't have it. And so now I want it a ton. <laughs> Absolutely. Mentality. <laughs> yeah. I can have like bags of candy in the house and not eat the whole thing. Cause I used to just think like, Oh, I just need to get mm-hmm. rid of this. I just need to eat it all and be done with it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, no, I can make this last two weeks. Oh, that's one of my favorite things. That's one of my favorite things to hear. Um, that's happened a couple of times specifically that I can remember where we've had clients who are like, I, I can't do that. I can't keep this food in the house. So it's like, I just have to get it out of the house. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you feel that way now. I think we, we can get you, if you want to, we can get you to the place where you can have it in the house and can feel in control and feel like it's not a pull. And they're like, no, we, no, it's not possible. <laughs> and yeah. then it is, we do, we get them there. And then I it's never they have thought the experience. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that I, I love, I love, I think that's one of my favorite like wins for women when they feel like that's an impossibility for them because it has been in the past and it gets to this place where like, yeah, yeah it's weird. One of my, one yeah. of my clients, she's like, I, like, I have a bowl of candy. She's like, my friend used to always have a bowl of candy. And I was like, how do you not eat that? She's like, yes. I, I now have a bowl of candy like sitting on my thing. And it's, it's not a big deal. And it's just, a, it's really fun to be able to help clients get to that to that yeah, point. So, so good. Uh, Mandy, if there's one takeaway that you're hoping somebody gets from hearing this conversation that we've had, what would that be? Well, I think what's, what's unique to my experience is that I did this when I was recovering from breast cancer. I was actually still getting immunotherapy. I had a port in, I was lifting weights. Is that when you have a <clears throat> huge medical um, change in your life that you are not doomed, you can mm-hmm. still get your... Um, best self back. Yeah. 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 And maybe even then more than any, it's even more important to be like fueling your body well as you're trying to recover. It's awesome. That's so good. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Mandy. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Thank you for for your program too. I love it. It's so good. (laughs) Thank you so much. I hope that you had some great takeaways from that episode, some really, really good things that we pulled out in that episode about uh, weightlifting. It's never too late to start. Uh, about making it so that it's not there's not a right and a wrong way to track or to be plant-based, but rather figuring out that balance that is going to work for you. And coming back to um, this place that, you know, 
I love to showcase women who are older than me because I think sometimes there's this idea that uh, once you get over a certain age, it's it's impossible. Like changing changing your body composition is impossible, and it's not. It is absolutely possible for you to um, be in the best shape of your life, and you know that's going to be that's going to be unique for every single person of like what that actually looks like. But uh, I refuse to believe that progress. Uh, cannot happen after a certain age. Uh, any, anything. I, I think that's just, a, I, I can't fathom a, a world where I stop believing that progress is able to be made just because I hit a certain number. And, um, you know, you can choose to believe that or not, but I, I have seen it time and time again, women who come to me in their, in their forties, in their fifties, in their sixties, even who are able to make progress and create a transformation. And if you're listening and you're in those age brackets, it is possible for you as well. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hold up, sister friend. Do you love Biceps After Babies Radio? If so, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. I know every podcaster wants you to leave a review, but it's because those reviews help the podcast to reach more people. And I do truly want to know what you think. If this particular episode resonated with you, will you also please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your friends and family why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at biceps.after.babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.